Hey everyone, this is Jeff, the GM of Big Camp 8 Stories. Welcome back. Today we have a fun backstory episode. Uh, this one will be about our player, Oswald. Hey everybody, it's Jesse. I'm playing as Oswald, and we're going to dive into, uh, you know, what life was like for Oswald before Bold Requisitions. Should be fun. As always, let's get started with them lightsaber checks. Alright, this would be great if I got a lightsaber right now, but instead I got a 19. And then a 10. So no. <laughs> no lightsaber for youth Oswald. We start the story of a young Oswald in Pauldron. About 14 years old, Pauldron is a city of two tiers. The top of Pauldron is built on top of a broken rock formation. Across the chasms that form it, there are reinforced bridges to make sure that people can move easily between the shattered plateau. Businesses from all around Zelanus can be found here, but overall the city stands as a middle ground. No one government or business has absolute control. With an airport on the top side of Pauldron, it makes for a great jumping spot to get to the rest of the world. Down below, on the lower side of Pauldron, between the cracks, <coughs> between the cracks that the top steps over, is the lower city. Bolted into the stone, there are ramps and stairways, clustered homes over salt water, which makes the brine swamp below it. In the lower parts, it's not hard to find Illocan or Void living together, using the darkwood stilts to help bring in shellfish or gems from the stone, or other resources that wash up into the below. But we start in a smaller district with two androids and their recently adopted child. What would Oswald have on his birthday? Ooh, like, what, what do you mean, what would he have? So, uh, are they bringing out a cake? Are they bringing out ah. uh, a flan? Uh, is this a, like a huge <laughs> chunk of beef? Oh, gosh. I figure my parents have gotten used to feeding me at this point because, you know, they didn't need to eat before they had a biological adopted child. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of food would be what would happen on my birthday. Like, it'd be just like a variety of things. Mm -hmm. I think that's what would make it special. Is it'd be like kind of like a feast. Okay. In the Pulgin area, we're looking at a lot of a lot of shellfish, a lot of seafood. Mm -hmm. With access to the plains uh, below Anise, uh, we could see that you'd probably get a fair amount of game and bird and eggs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I think Oswald would be used to the idea of like he's the one who's going to eat it at this point and not his parents. Like <laughs> for me as a human right now, that, that feels really weird and uncomfortable if I'm the only one eating and I'm surrounded by people who are not, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think Oswald would be more or less used to it at this point. Yeah, it makes sense. Mary would be sitting with you. You know, Mary used to be a researcher at Embaro pharmaceuticals, uh, but has chosen to work at an apothecary here in Pauldron that helps local people and people in the below. David has finally completed his time working for Mercadine and is now a qualified pilot, but is waiting for a spot to open up with Mon Air. Mm -hmm. Now that you're old enough to go into the lower city by yourself, without question or anything, Mary will ask you while David brings out the food. So, Oz, what are you going to do today? I'm going to explore. I, I'm going to, like, just go and see where I end up. David, as he comes out, sets the massive plate of food in front of you. <laughs> if you are going to go below, make sure to take some Grick tendrils with you in a bag. The Karen love them so, and they won't bother you too much. Okay, Dad. As I'm like starting to like immediately just like shovel food in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, the Karen. So they never really get larger than a horse, but they do have four claws, four legs, uh, armor-plated backs. The ability to lay very flat makes them decent predators in the lower city. Though they don't attack people, they do defend their homes fairly violently. If pressed, they do attack and grab, and then attempt to jump off into the ocean below. Once again, not something most people ever have to really worry about, but wandering into their territory can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. 
I'm sure that Oswald is like he probably heard that from his dad and just immediately forgot about it. Like he is not <laughs> even thinking about the possibility of something bad happening to him. They'll watch as you eat and are your friends going with you? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna call them and meet up with them later. <laughs> I don't know if I should be trying to like make it sound like I'm eating around food or not. <laughs> it's probably too mumbly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mary will Okay, well just make sure you get home before dark. You're a big boy now, so just be safe <laughs> out there. I will, I will. I say, without having any conception of what time dark is going to be, or really a plan for making it back in time for that. David will, he's going to be fine. He has our HCOM numbers. If anything goes wrong, just give us a call. Mm-hmm. I, like, pull out my HCOM and I kind of, like, wiggle it to prove that I have it as I'm, like, just eating as much as I can. She'll accept that that's, that's fine, that's enough. Uh, as David will reach over and kind of wipe some of the extra sauce off the side of your face that's splashed up. <laughs> He'll laugh and just kind of, uh, you guys are such messy eaters. <laughs> what does he mean by you guys? <laughs> does he mean like non-androids? Effectively. Like he never, <laughs> he never doesn't see a non-android not get sauce somewhere. Right. <laughs> Why don't you just put the food in your mouth every time? <laughs> <laughs> are you that bad at aiming at your own face? How does this even work? <laughs> yeah. At 14 years, I'd expect the food to get to you, not on you. <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably, like, wave his hand away, because, like, that that feels a little infantilizing, but I'm not going to, like, actually stop him. He'll put his hands up and, right, right. But they'll sit and make small talk with you and watch as you eat your fill until you're ready to leave. Okay, I will probably eat too much food, like, more than than I'm comfortable with, which means I'm going to be like, oh, I I should stop so I I can go and be out and have fun. Boy, I need to just, like, sit. For like 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But because I feel awkward just kind of like sitting and doing nothing other than small talk, which feels like nothing, I'd probably like get up and get a soda from the fridge or something and sip on that while I'm (laughs) waiting for my stomach to unfill, which of course the soda doesn't help with. (laughs) Yeah, Mary will press the front of her faceplate to the top of your head and say that I'm heading into the apothecary for a bit. You have a great rest of the day, but see you at dinner when you get back. Thanks, Mom. Love you. Love you, and she will head out the door. And I'll be uh, probably like looking at my HCOM, like trying to like send a text to my friends to say, "Hey, meet me at meet me at the spot in thirty minutes." <laughs> yeah, you'll get the thumbs up and the one hundred percent. I don't think I have anything in particular to talk to my dad about at this point. Like, I'm I'm not. I don't think I'm yet at the point where I'm like thinking about him as like a person in the world that I am interested in knowing what goes on in his day, you know, instead he's just dad. Right. And it's Mm. like, Oh, sometimes he goes to work. Sometimes he doesn't. And it's, it's, it wouldn't occur to me yet. I think at this age to start asking him like, how's work going (laughs) after Mary leaves, he'll hand you 50 credits. Go have fun with your friends. Thanks dad. And that sits comfortably in your pocket next to the 50 credits that Mary already gave you earlier when David wasn't (laughs) around. (laughs) Awesome. I make sure to put them, put the uh, 50 credits that Dad gave me into a different pocket so they don't clack together. But after a filling lunch, after taking some time off and letting your stomach settle, mm-hmm. you have the. <laughs> it is early afternoon and you have the rest of the day uh, to do as you wish. What time of year is Oswald's birthday? Oh, gosh. Uh, that's a really good question. Spring? Okay. Let's say spring. <laughs> yeah, so outside you can hear the gulls crying. You can... Smell the warm, kind of salty brine air. Mm-hmm. As well as just kind of the smell that rocks and dirt make as they kind of warm up in the daytime. Mm-hmm. 
can hear the whir of Keytron engines far above of airships going to and fro. Uh, and you guys live in a nicer area. I mean, it is a small two-bedroom place, but mm. it's not... Pauldron isn't, isn't big on crime. I mean, it has its small gangs and things like that. Um, but it's a pretty safe area, kind of. It's not unusual for you guys to forget to lock a door, and it's not a problem. Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, I figure I, I grab my jacket emblazoned with some kind of, you know, logo or something. You have a Monair jacket? Yeah, yep, that totally makes sense. <laughs> yep. It'd be like one of those, like, shitty, like, free jackets that Dad got, and he would just give it to me, like, I don't, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a little big on you. Exactly, which makes me feel cool. It's like, oh, yeah. I got a cool big jacket because I'm going to be big. <laughs> <laughs> I'll grab like a, a ball cap or something and put on my headphones and grab my skateboard and head out the door. As you get out the door, you, uh, you can see Vashon Stoneskip. She's a year younger than you, uh, but you know your friend's been waiting for your birthday because that means you can accompany them into the lower city. But as soon as you come outside, Vashon will adjust her glasses and call out, Hey, Oswald! Hi, Vashon! I'll skate on over to her. <laughs> as you are skating... You hear the familiar voice of your friend, Hope Jarrell. Hey, loser, uh, give me a reflex save. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, let's see here. Probably just straight decks to this at age 14. I probably don't have any anything from, like, classes or anything, so... But mm-hmm. Oswald is pretty naturally dexterous, so I think a plus four is appropriate. Yeah, the DC on this will be 13. Well, I got a 23, so how about that, Hobe? <laughs> He's throwing a water balloon at you? <laughs> so I try to catch it and explodes in my hand or something instead of my oh, face? Oh, no. With the 23, 23 you're obviously going to easily dodge it. Okay. As he, as he basically was waiting behind the bushes outside of your house, mm-hmm. so as soon as you pass him to go say hi to Vashon, you hear the, hey, loser, as he throws the water balloon, but you nimbly dodge it without a problem. Awesome. As he goes flying by and striking the side of a hedron vehicle parked on the road nearby. <laughs> so kind of laugh, come over, skateboarding. Uh, even though he is also a year younger than you, uh, as a void, he is a bit larger uh, and will come up and ruffle your tentacles on top of your head. I swat that away a little more forcefully than I did with my dad. I don't want him fucking with my tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Hope? <laughs> and I'll, as I ask him that, I'm looking over at where the water balloon impacted on the vehicle just to kind of see, like, was there anything in that balloon other than water? Because I want to kind of use that as a gauge for, like, what kind of mood he's in, what kind of day this is about to be. <laughs> nope, looks like it was just water. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, you know his family runs a laundromat not too far from here. Okay. <laughs> so he has access to all kinds of interesting things he could have put in that water <laughs> balloon. Exactly. You kind of came became friends because, well, that's where your parents have to do your laundry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because they don't have to go do their laundry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Waldo, you taking us down below? Get some caramelized squid? Get some muffins? <sighs> yes. <laughs> All right. All right he'll, he'll go in for the high five. I will give him the high five, but I'm, I've am i got that like exasperated look of, like, why does he insist on calling me Waldo? <laughs> but I don't really know how to like have that conversation with him or if it's even <laughs> worth it, so... <laughs> I just deal with it. <laughs> I probably struggle to come up with like a, a different nickname I can call him other than Hobe that has the same impact, but like I just haven't. Probably tried Hobo out once or twice and just didn't really seem to do anything. <laughs> He'll high five Vashon as well. And mm-hmm. how do uh, Hobe and Vashon get along? Uh, they get along fine. You can imagine that they're 
she lives close enough that they interact, their families interact often enough mm-hmm. that you were kind of the new kid that they both took to. Okay, cool. So they would uh, hang out with each other independent of me at least sometime. Yeah, yeah. As as you guys become friends over the years, though, it's become pretty usual for it to be all three of you. Right. Yeah. Cool. They have their skateboards ready as well. Right on. I will uh, like adjust my headphones so I've got like one one ear covered and the other not, so that I can still like listen to whatever I'm listening to when I'm 14. <laughs> Probably really not very good music. <laughs> <laughs> we will not put in audio of that, so that way whoever's audio it would be, we're not calling them not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got to be okay. So like, I guess I should qualify like what not very good means. It's going to be like the stuff that. When you were a kid and you were listening to like the popular radio station for your age group, it was that song that played like six times a day. And you were like, mm-hmm. oh, this song again? Yeah, he's probably listening to that. He's that kid who actually wants to hear that song six times a day. <laughs> and then like three years later, people are like, oh, yeah, I remember that song. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys head out of the neighborhood, Vashon will make a point to stop at a local corner store and just pick up some dried brick tendrils. Hmm she does that that will remind me that my dad said I should do the same so I will go in and get some also yeah she'll stop you and be like no no birthday boy and she'll hand you your bag and hand one to Hope as well oh thanks I'll probably put that in I don't know a backpack I probably rock around like just a backpack by default at this point because like yeah backpack how, how, do, how do you carry your stuff right <laughs> yeah or the coat's big enough the pockets or pockets work for you if okay. you don't want to have a full backpack I don't know what I, yeah, I'm thinking about like, what would I actually have in the backpack right now? Would I be the kind of, like, cause I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm done with school now, so, but am I the kind of kid that just carries around an empty backpack all the time so that I have a place to put things while I'm riding my skateboard? You know, I could see that too, right? Right. Cause like, what you don't want to do is like, ride your board to the mall, buy some shit, and then like be holding these bags of things as you, <laughs> as you skateboard down the road. That sucks. So, yeah. yeah, I think he probably would have an empty backpack. <laughs> it's his version of being prepared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I was kind of thinking in my head. It's like, I guess what would he carry with him in his backpack? <laughs> yeah, it probably is literally empty. <laughs> he, he probably finished school and did like that day he like came home and just like dumped it, like flipped it upside down and just dumped it on the floor. It said, ha ha, don't have to worry about any of that shit anymore. Yeah, you know, this is probably the last summer. Vashon being a year younger, she's already qualified to head to Basia, to the colleges, mm. uh, and looks like she is majoring in planar studies. Okay, so she's the smart friend. <laughs> <laughs> she's the friend who's really good at memorizing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, if you asked her a question, she would stumble on it, but if she had to take a test, she'd do fine. Ah, yeah. Uh, and Hope, you know his future probably looks at, looks like in the future he'll probably be running his family's cleaning laundromats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which strikes me as a very normal thing. Like I think, I think that Vashon's path would be the one that strikes me as like, oh wow, okay, there's something special about you. That's that's the unusual thing is to go off and make something of yourself and be recognized as like having a talent that you can then like leverage and mm-hmm. make a career out of. Yeah, I don't think Oswald has given a whole lot of thought yet to what his future looks like. I think he's still he's just trying to like hold on to not having to be an adult yet. He doesn't think of himself as a kid anymore, but he also doesn't think of himself as an adult, you know, because being like thinking if you think of yourself as an adult, that means you have to go get a job and you have to go like pay bills and you have to go like (laughs) be boring and lame, you know? (laughs) It's true. Once you grow up, you are boring and lame. (laughs) 
right? <laughs> like, even your parents are boring and lame. They can't help it. You still like them, but, you know. <laughs> but yeah, is there anything you guys want to do around town up on Top City before you guys head over to the checkpoint that takes you down to the lower city? Um, you guys are, you all know, just as they do, local kind of lamplighting and night, kind of night patrol um, mm-hmm. is Arkish, a local uh, lizard folk. She's part of, like, the volunteer guard. Okay. But she runs the checkpoint, at least in your district, that goes down to the lower areas. Okay, cool. Um, Gosh, I think probably we'd swing by the mall food court to get, like, some kind of, like, frozen, blended, Slurpee-like, icy-like <laughs> thing. <laughs> that's that's probably where his head's at. It's probably not, like, a fruit smoothie. It's probably, so, it's probably like, a Coke Slurpee is what he's going to go for. <laughs> I figure like hanging out the mall food court is probably a fairly regular thing we do. And so it would just feel weird if we didn't swing by there before we went down below. As you guys are getting the Slurpees, Hope would have to buy another bag of the Grick tendrils as it's not unusual to see him snacking on those himself. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> give you that look of like, Oh, I'm right out. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I ate a big lunch. <laughs> Otherwise I'd be hungry too. <laughs> yeah. Your parents, they cook a lot of food. Well, they only got they only got to cook for one. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, and they're pretty good cooks, I think. <laughs> yeah, you can see that. Bashan definitely looks at you with that, like, oh man, I I wish, I wish it was just <laughs> one. As you know, she has probably about four or five different siblings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've probably had meals at each of their houses as well at some point, so I have a little bit of comparison of like what my parents food deal is versus what like a, a different family's meals are like there's definitely a flavor difference between mm. going to the stone skip household mm. which seems to cook a little bit of everything every night and so having you or hope there an extra mouth amongst the eight people doesn't change <laughs> anything right um versus at home it's just him and his progen who cooks stuff a little bit more on the void side hmm it's still edible, of course, but <laughs> it's kind of like all their foods are maybe like a little too salty or it's spice without flavor. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like really one note type stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I probably don't really like eating at Hobes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I think that's part of why we stopped at the mall because like I figure going to the food court to get some food is a really normal thing for us. But since I just ate a giant lunch, it's like, oh, okay, we should go to the food court. It's like, Wait, why should we go to the food court? I'm not hungry at all. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Okay. We'll get like Slurpees or something. It'll be fine. Wait, a Blendies? Is, would that be the in-world name for them? Like a, <laughs> Slurpees is actually trademarked, right? <laughs> you guys will get your set of Blendies. <laughs> it sounds right when you say it. <laughs> Vashon definitely goes for the sweetest possible drink there is. So that's got to be like a mix of blue raspberry and cherry. Yeah, it's it's the graveyard. It's the just going down the road and pressing all the mm-hmm. buttons. And hope we'll <laughs> go with something probably pretty similar to yours, just a cola flavored. Mm. Cool. Yeah, I think it's probably pretty normal for us to slurp on those as we're rolling away. So I don't think we'd, we'd hang out. So from there, I think we're heading to the checkpoint. Perfect. Yeah, it's skating down the street. You guys will pass by Amon Banks and you'll see people out and about. Uh, for the day, you know, skateboard area is plenty wide and easy enough to get around, especially for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the mall as well as local parks here. 
have designated loitering spots for people to hang out. So, yeah, name that. people. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, you'll approach the checkpoint box where you will see the colorful frills uh, and scales of Arkish. And she is in there watching her data pad. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'll roll up and say, hey, Arkish. Oh, hey, kids. What are you guys doing? We are going downstairs, and I will show her my probably fairly new uh, ID that has my birth date on it. <laughs> yeah, she'll, oh, wow, look at you. Alrighty. And you're going to take these two with you? That's right. Yeah, you'll see she'll write down kind of who's going in and what time and put that in the logbook before mm-hmm. she'll pass you back your ID. And all right, we'll be safe down there. Okay, thanks. Do you have a trash can? <laughs> As I'm like holding an empty blendy cup. <laughs> Yeah, she'll she'll open the side door and hand it over. <laughs> and I'll plunk. Hoob and Vashon will also. You watch them as they get their brain freeze as they try to slam down the rest before. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, skateboarding's a little harder on the walkways, mm-hmm. uh, especially the angled parts, so it does require a little bit more coordination from you guys, and mm-hmm. you can still use the uh, use the railings to get around to hold on. Makes to. sense. I figure my head tendrils probably act as like a radiator of sorts which helps prevent brain freeze that's what i'm inventing right now <laughs> <laughs> that is official uh lore now that illican are immune to brain freeze <laughs> right makes sense to me <laughs> when an illican gets an ice cream cone they just take a bite out of the middle of it right they just eat it like you eat a sandwich just arch <laughs> <laughs> just eating their cornetto from the side like a corn on the cob <laughs> Yeah, it's like, why would you take your time with this? This is delicious, and I want to eat it fast so I can have another one. (laughs) But it is springtime, so the light does filter down past the cracks into the lower city. Definitely down here, that ocean smell, that brine, those gulls, you know, the lapping of waves gets louder, the smells get stronger. You can definitely feel that moisture as well in the air. At this point where you guys are at, you're still fairly close to shore. (laughs) But as you guys head further into the city, it winds between broken rocks and the large pillars of stone uh, it takes you further out you can see ships in the distance between the large rocks and mm-hmm. occasionally you get to places where the rocks are close enough that they can build a support between them all where they can make kind of a larger area where people can gather and play dice and mm-hmm. hang out and play games and whatnot this is cool. a place where you kind of feel like you've been out here with your parents before but it kind of feels a little different being down here because there are more illicit and more void there's more people that look like you mm-hmm. And so everyone's pretty pretty calm and understand that, hey, you guys are young kids, but you're of the right age, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Or at least they managed to sneak past the checkpoint. <laughs> yeah. Nobody down here feels it is, is necessarily their, their job to report you back. Right. You do know there are a few guards down here that will make a point of checking your ID. Okay. At this close to shore, though, you can see the ones that are out there kind of filtering as they're on the large kind of dark wood stilts. As they're moving amongst the surf and the lower shelf of where the water before it gets really deep. Mm-hmm. Using knives and kind of pliers to pull off mussels and animals that are uh, stuck to the rocks here. The that, large... that sounds really cool. That sounds like something Oswald would want to go see yeah. like more <laughs> like more close up. <laughs> He's probably thinking like, oh man, I could do that for a job. That sounds fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely smaller pathways that you can go down that are kind of... Um, you normally you have like a boat dock kind of thing, but you have a place where people can sit on the edge, put on their stilts, and then they're already standing up as they kind of lean into it. Yeah, I imagine we're probably going to get to a point where we 
can't reliably use our skateboards anymore. So whenever we get to that point, uh, I'll just like kind of shove it into my backpack and like do that like mostly zip thing that you do because it, you know it's not like a skateboard actually fits the backpack, but you know. And from there we'll just be on foot. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be in a position where I can actually try stilts. <laughs> I don't think that's something <laughs> that Oswald's even thinking about yet. Like he just wants to get up close to see them. Yeah, you can definitely sit on the on the under deck of the walkways and watch people kind of moving about, gathering mussels and shellfish. Mm-hmm. The stilts definitely benefit over is that a Karin, when it's swimming in the water, its claws can't come up high enough to reach you on the stilts. Okay. Nothing necessarily, like I said, they're more territorial than they are offensive. Sure. You know, every once in a while, somebody steps in the wrong spot and you see a flash of water and <laughs> multiple claws come snapping out and they bounce off the wood before right. <laughs> the thing starts to uh, jet itself away. Okay. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that I think from the shore would be looking at like, oh, look at that one. Ooh, we wouldn't even be like thinking about the danger of it all. Be like, oh, look at that. Something happened. That's neat. (laughs) Yeah, and Hope would definitely be that one kind of shitty kid who throws a few grick tentacles out to where he sees somebody on stilts. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he would. (laughs) The person on stilts. Hey, fucking kid, stop it. And we would laugh, and uh, <laughs> as soon as he like takes a single stilt step towards us, we'd scatter and run away. Oh, yeah, just booking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess if if I spot some unattended stilts, I might try and get on them and see how it goes. I mean, is, if that's something you communicate to him, Hope is 100% in. <laughs> if you express that out loud, Hope would be like, I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you dare me, Hope? <laughs> yeah. Ed Vashon would give you the same look of like, I double dare you. Oh, you double dare me, huh, Vashon? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like already like looking around for stilts. Like there's no way that I'm going to be not going into a double dare that for something that I already kind of halfway want to do. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> like, all right, let's find some stilts then. Let's do this. And then when I show you jokers how it's done, then you can go out there. All right, go ahead and give me a stealth check then. We'll put this at a... Like, DC-15. Like, imagine it wouldn't be necessarily hard to steal, like, a small canoe thing from, like, Green mm-hmm. Lake. But it'd be yeah. hard to do it unnoticed, right? Like, you can definitely grab it, get in the water, and, of course, somebody would come after you kind of thing. So this is yeah, more... makes sense. I think I think at first, Oswald is just looking for, like, stilts that are unattended. But as he, like, f- continues to fail at finding, you know, stilts lying around, <laughs> he will eventually spot some stilts that look like they can be acquired. <laughs> yeah, like, basically, the stealth trick is kind of to represent... You find that one guy who's strapping himself in before he goes like, ah, crap, I forgot that thing. And like unhooks, but leaves him on the edge before he runs back to the office. (laughs) Yep, makes sense. Uh, Okay, I figure I probably do have a little bit of proficiency in stealth at this age even. So I'm going to give myself a plus eight on this. So I would say, how about this? You can have your ranks, but we take away the plus three for the train bonus. Totally makes sense. Yeah, because I don't have a class yet. So yeah. Okay, so that's going to be a plus five then. Uh, Total of 18. Excellent. With 18, Hope keeping a watch out. Vashon does a great job of pretending to be just kind of a lost little halfling. <laughs> as she kind of wanders over and points out to th- points out things to people to make them look away. Sure. Because <laughs> people are halfway paying attention to what she's saying and halfway trying to figure out, are you actually a lost child? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect moment, right? Work together as a team. Hope keeping an eye out. Vashon kind of running distraction. Mm-hmm. There, there they are. Four stilts, about 15 feet long. You nice. see where the straps are. Yeah, you go for it. Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> My plan is to put two of those stilts on and to grab the other two. Okay. There are a few more straps 
First time using this, go ahead and give me an intelligence check. And the DC on this bad boy will be 10. Okay, at this time of my life, I have a plus one on my int. So I got a 19. Wow, I'm just rolling like awesome. badass right now. I hope I don't have to fight one of those monsters later. <laughs> the dice are carrying the story. So with the intelligence check passed, you're able to get the basic idea of how this works. You strap in your feet. Uh, looking at the arm braces, there are a few more straps mm-hmm. than you originally considered. You can see now that we go basically over and across the back, as well as the chest to kind of strap in, so that way you can use both hands mm, freely without losing them. I imagine I just go right out. What is this, like a, a canal or something that we're, that we're alongside? <laughs> That's what I'm picturing anyway. You're in a strip of water where both sides have rocks. You can see the beach probably not more than maybe 60, 70 feet behind you. Open water in the shelf is probably another couple hundred feet out. So you got plenty of space. Go ahead and okay. give me your acrobatics albeit with a minus four penalty for non-proficiency. I think this is then just going to be dex plus one. Oh, I got a six. I think I'm getting wet. <laughs> this is the first time you've probably had to coordinate all four of your limbs together to move. And especially with the way the current, the tide pulls at the ends of the stilts. Uh, this does, it, this is not easy. Oh yeah. I imagine I'm going out there and like, my plan is this is going to be easy. And I'm going to do like a strut and like, I just, Biff it. Just face plant in the water. As you get a couple steps away from the dock of which you strapped in at, whether you stopped in a crayon or maybe you just had to land in a hole, one of your stilts will go wide. Mm. Uh, you'll feel the other two in back getting pulled by the tide as it is. Mm. And you will get that inevitably horrible slow falling feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm like trying to reach out for something to grab onto and there's nothing for me to grab onto. Yeah, with your hands kind of strapped in, you're not able to make the turn or make the reach the way you want to, mm-hmm. uh, to to grab back onto it oh yeah it's gonna be like flashbacks to the first time i fell off a skateboard except this is like higher and over water <laughs> so we're gonna give uh hove a chance to try to grab onto you right now just close up he's gonna try to reach and grab like basically your backpack and yes as you start to fall over all of this swings together <laughs> leaving you kind of in this weird like it's, it's like if you lean too far back in your chair, but you end up landing against, like, a wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where you suddenly stop, and you ha- you still have the, like, oh, shit, I'm falling feeling, yeah, but you're not anymore. Yeah, can't quite reach the ground or reach the, the solidness that you want or expect, and you don't know how to move. Yeah, try to figure out how to get down without the chair actually falling over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as Hope's like, God damn it, and as he's holding on to you. Gosh, as soon as I, like, understand what's happening... I'm going to, like, try and, like, fall sideways because I, like, I don't think there's going to be a way I'm going to be able to, like, tip back forward with these 15-foot-long stilts to get back on them. And I don't necessarily <laughs> want to fall backwards onto Hobe. So I'm going to try and just, like, tip sideways so I can have, like, a, a controlled fall slash landing. And I'm just going to hope that since Hobe is able to grab me, that I'm close enough to the shore that I'm not about to tip into the water. That I'm not looking down to verify the, whether it's water or not. It's just fall sideways. <laughs> Yeah, he was able to grab onto you for now, holding onto your backpack. As you can hear the backpack starting to unzip, as it's already partially (laughs) unzipped from a skateboard being in it. (laughs) Go ahead and give me your reflex save to avoid falling in the water. Uh, If you pass this, you are going to grab onto the edge, but it means you're probably going to have to take those stilts off to get back (laughs) off. I got a total of 20 on reflex save. All right, you're able to get your hands free enough that you can hold on. Hope's able to get a better grip Mm -hmm. on the backpack. They can't pull you up. You still have right. stilts attached to you, and you're still kind of <laughs> strapped in. So he's look, he's looking at you like, okay. So I've got a crazy idea right now. <laughs> all right. In the background of this, you can hear a 
loud and angry voice. What the hell? What's going on? As Vashon's like, oh, ma- oh mister, yeah, please yeah, that help. That is crazy idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said that Hobe is a kind of a bit larger. How reasonable is it for me to like kind of angle forward and hop Hobe onto my back and give him like a improvised piggyback ride on these stilts as we try and like make a really clumsy ass getaway? We can give it another acrobatic. All right. I'm going to hope that the stilts can handle the weight because I am, I'm only a strength of 10. So actually, am I even a strength of 10? I might be a strength of nine. Nope, strength of 10. <laughs> Okay, then yeah, I will give you another acrobatics, and yeah, we're going to double down, so maybe Hobe's coming to the water with me at this point. Uh, with the added weight of Hobe, go ahead and give me that acrobatics again. I got a total of seven. <laughs> I doubt that's good enough. As Hobe is holding onto your back, as for that moment you take <laughs> a couple steps, you will have just enough time as both of you go tumbling into the water, as the last thing both of you, or last thing you hear before you sink it is, God damn it, Waldo. <laughs> uh, as the splash goes on. Um, mm-hmm. Now this does... uh, would have made for an epic story, though. It still <laughs> will make for an epic story. It just doesn't seem that way at the moment. <laughs> this does create a bit of a problem as you guys splash into the... Though it's shallow enough here to kind of be warm because it is springtime. Uh, you mm-hmm. are still underwater with large sticks strapped to both your limbs. <laughs> uh-huh. Go ahead and give me a swim check at a minus four penalty. Uh, let's see here. Do I have a ranking swim? I kind of suspect that Oswald at at fourteen probably doesn't have that rank and swim yet. <laughs> I don't I don't know when he would have practiced. I feel like it. this is where you get your rank and swim. I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is a straight up and down roll. Total of nine. With the penalties of being strapped in, with the water and mm-hmm. tide moving around you, uh, it's hard to see. It's hard to focus. There's a bit of that panic setting in because you can still feel Hobe mm-hmm. on your back or near you. Hobe is thrashing about as well. Shit. Okay, I'm going to try and, like, have the wherewithal to start unstrapping from these sticks. Because <laughs> why would I ever plan for something to go wrong when I'm on stilts in the middle of a river? <laughs> As you're pushing against the tide here, you can tell Hobe's panic a little bit is the fact that, well, you both have pockets full of Grick tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, it's a backpack full of Grick tentacles, which ordinarily would be fine. But when I've got 15 foot long extensions on all my limbs, I can't get to my backpack very easily. As you move to try to undo this, you were able to figure it out pretty easily up above. Mm -hmm. Uh, So go ahead and make me a wisdom check now that you're in the water trying to unstrap it. Okay. You will get a plus two to this from your intelligence check before. Including the plus two, that gives me a total of 11. Both you and Hope getting 11s. You can feel that he's trying to unhook you as well. Mm. Both of you getting above a 10, you're able to at least unstrap your arms for now. Okay. So you guys are able to, to get enough air, but you guys can see... The uh, thrashing of the water coming closer. Mm. What do you do? I don't. I don't think I, I. I'm thinking straight at this point. I think the panicky thing I would do is I'd be like trying to kick at whatever the the moving thing in the water is coming at us. I'd be using like those 15 foot poles to try and kick at it and keep it away. <laughs> Which is not gonna like that doesn't sound like it's gonna work. <laughs> you can feel Hope trying to pull against you. You can see, or at least you think you can hear Vashon screaming for help from above. Mm-hmm. As you try to, in this chaotic state, try to unstrap your legs, go and give me another wisdom check with that bonus. Okay. Total of 14. So you're able to unstrap it as Hobe has thrown basically his jacket out into the water. See, he's he's thinking smarter than me right now. <laughs> as you unstrap it, you can see right now, like, the poles, the long stilts are kind of floating in the water mm-hmm. around you guys. 
the guy up above is yelling. He's you can see there's a couple of people now gathered on that dock. Sure. Long hook poles. Right. <laughs> setting them down to try to grab onto you guys. Cool. <laughs> Still guys probably half pissed that his poles are in the water and half like concerned trying to get these kids out of the water. It's one of those moments where they're able to pull you guys both out. Mm-hmm. Hobe has lost his jacket. Mm. You have lost your skateboard. Mm-hmm. Most of your bag now is filled with basically briny seawater. Yeah. I imagine like in the struggle, like the, the zip just kind of came fully undone. So it's just like flopping open. I bet all those Greek tentacles like are gone too. Yeah. The whole area you were in is now filled with the feeding of Karans, mm-hmm. uh, gnashing and, and chewing about. And the worst part about any of this, of course, is when you're a young kid is not so much that you failed. Mm-hmm. It's the embarrassment that comes from this man yelling at you. Yeah, I just gotta sit there and like sullenly take it. <laughs> I'm not even looking at him. Both of you soaked as this older void is just what the hell were you thinking? Like, you want, you know, are you guys even allowed to be down here? You do have, <laughs> luckily you did put uh, David's credit in a different pocket mm-hmm. than from Mary's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your idea, I imagine, is in a pocket as well. Yep, exactly. Keep all that shit in pockets. Though they are soaked. Yeah. <laughs> As other people are fishing back his stilts back up after he's, you know, continuing to kind of yell at you guys for a bit. Yeah. Uh, he'll go on and go back to your parents. Get out of here. Yeah, we get up and go right away. I I, I assumed we were going to basically be stuck here until, like, cops or something showed up. <laughs> so as soon as he gives us the opportunity to go, like, we just bolt. You're worried this will get back up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Like, glimmer of hope that maybe we're going to get away with this if he's telling us to leave. Like, maybe he's not going to tell on us, you know? <laughs> but as soon as you guys are up above from the dock from the underside mm-hmm. onto the lower part of the city, Hope will kind of punch you in the shoulder and nice. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll laugh and chuckle and say, sorry about your jacket, man. Thanks for coming after me. Uh, it happens. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> you ever heard about anybody do this before? I think we're the first ones. I don't think it happens, man. <laughs> I'm sure these people aren't born with stilts, Waldo. But Fashion would ask, like, oh my god, are you guys okay? Yeah, we're we're fine. We're just wet. Thanks for getting help. She'll look proud, but also like, ah, yeah, I had to I had to tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those moments, like, when you're a kid, it's like, okay, shit, I don't like having to tell, but, like, somebody might seriously be in danger, so we we need to get an adult. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, let's, uh, let's see if we can find a new jacket and, uh, you know, see what else is around down here. Maybe a place to dry off. Yeah, there's a few of those kind of centralized platforms like before that the sun beats down on it, as it is still early afternoon, mm-hmm. where you guys can sit out under the sun and dry off and watch the seagulls try to steal caramelized squids from the vendors out here. Nice. That makes me think maybe we should try and steal some caramelized squids. <laughs> kind of thinking that might be a good thing to raise the spirits of, uh, of Hope and Bashan right now. <laughs> Yeah, this would be a perfect moment for Hope to look towards Vashon, and I dare you. <laughs> it will take me a beat to realize what he's talking about, and then I'll just bust out laughing. And I'll look at Hope, and then I'll look back at Vashon and say, I double dare you. Vashon, she adjusts her glasses, and she kind of gets a worried look of, uh, uh, okay, okay. Um, Hope, go over there. Oswald, <laughs> let's go over there. Okay, I'm, I'm like, I'm no, I have no idea what she wants me to do over there. <laughs> when you get the signal, run. Okay. <laughs> so you'll see her start walking towards the squid vendor. Uh, or I guess what the cooler name here would be, Squidmonger. 
Yes, yes, they would definitely be a squidmonger. Maybe, maybe this is Sal's squidmongery cart. <laughs> Sal's squidmart. <laughs> Knowing that Vashon is the one who's doing the thing right now, I'm gonna do my best to like do the role she would normally do. So I'm mean, like trying to like be on lookout and look around for like anybody who might be coming her direction, kind of like. I don't really have a plan beyond that of how I would, like, prevent them from interfering. No, you'll see she begins to walk up to the squidmonger. If she gets closer, she puts her hands up to her eyes and starts rubbing them, mm. as we will give her a bluff check. <laughs> I can't help but notice that natural one-year-old there. I know. <laughs> as she walks up to him, you guys are a bit far away to hear her as the guy starts laughing <laughs> and then seems to... Uh, Take a little bit of, like, the palette knife that they used to scrape the caramel that they put onto the backs of the squids and mm. mix with the ink and just kind of flick some at her. Oh. <laughs> uh, before she comes back trying to clean her glasses and is like, all right, he didn't buy it that you guys stole my credits and I couldn't get a candy. <laughs> and Hope will definitely look down, and look down on her as, mm, pathetic. Ugh. <laughs> uh. That's okay. Yeah, I'll go over and legitimately buy some. Yeah, they so run at least three credits some. each. Yeah, I'll get one for all of us. One for each of us, I mean. <laughs> Not one to share. <laughs> <laughs> They'll happily take them in. All right. Nice. <laughs> and I don't know the protocol for how to be cool in this situation, so I'll just smile and take my squid. <laughs> <laughs> as far as getting a jacket down here, not hard. If you want something a little nicer, ten credits. If you're looking for something pretty basic, five. Uh, something roughly the quality of what Hope had. You can tell that the jackets and some of the clothes he wears are all lost and found <laughs> items that never never get picked <laughs> up. So there definitely is a little bit of a moment there if you purchase him an actual nice jacket that's his. What I'm thinking is it'll it'll definitely be like a new jacket, but it's going to be one of those. I'm going to do my best to find like an embarrassing slogan or like company logo or something on the back. Perfect. What company do you want? Him oh, to God, it's got to be something that's like not at all the type of person he is. You know what? I want it to be like like a balanced engineering jacket. But, like, it's got, like, its logo or, like, whatever, like, image graphic it's got is, like, these two glasses on this, like, like eyeglasses, but, like, with gears instead of the, the lenses. And it's, like, mm -hmm. you know, come be a nerd with us or something like that, right? Something that, like, really leans into being nerdy. Gotcha. <laughs> you can tell there's a bit of that, like, oh, gross. <laughs> but since it is actually his, I just, he does take it with a bit of, uh, a bit of pride to mm -hmm. it. Yeah, he puts on the refreshingly annoying neon green with purple highlights mm -hmm. that pink windbreaker back it's like one of those that you give away to like interns <laughs> as part of like a, a like yes. a school recruiting program yeah but yeah he'll he'll follow along then <laughs> like it's be really hard to sneak around with this though <laughs> not like you're any good at it anyway <laughs> yeah that'll that'll earn you an arm punch <laughs> speaking of though so far we're oh for two on getting away with our sneaks <laughs> okay we gotta try something else yeah bash on wood sorry <laughs> you didn't even get you you got like caramel in the face your failure wasn't nearly as spectacular as mine i'm also keeping my eye out for like any place around that might sell skateboards because <laughs> i need to buy a new one <laughs> and i hate to use my birthday money on it but i have money and i don't have a skateboard and i'd rather have the second one than the first one so um yeah gosh what can we go what other kind of like 14 year old hijinks can we get into down here we need to steal something can't be a total wash. Yeah, a skateboard's a little hard to find down here. Definitely something you can get back up above on the top part of Pauldron. It's more like I'm going to keep my eye open for some place that might sell them. And when I see like a good candidate store, I'll wander and look around. But I don't really have any hopes that I'm going to find one down here. Hmm. I think about now, 
is when I'm thinking about like, hmm, I wonder what like people who live down here do for fun. So I'm thinking like, is there a lower pauldron mall to go to? Is there some kind of like sporting thing we could go like sneak our way into and see something like that is probably where my head's at. As you guys follow along the pathways and structures built of the stone, heading further and further along, getting closer towards the open ocean side of it all, you'll notice that, yes, people fear for kind of sport this far out where it becomes too deep to really work with stilts. Uh, people do surf. Wild. <laughs> yeah, Oswald will definitely take a look at that for a while. It's like, man, that just seems cool as hell. <laughs> He's probably never even thought about like skating on the water before. Like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see both Hobe and Vashon are also in the same boat. He's just like, whoa. Right? <laughs> like, I bet we'd be really good at that, right? Without missing a beat, Hobe would say, oh, we'd be so good at that. Right? Probably better than them. These guys don't even have any skate parks around here to practice on. Vashon would agree entirely. We would be good at this. <laughs> so we should go do it, right? Or maybe... Hobe, <laughs> you should show us how it's done. They'll puff out their chest for a moment. And, yeah, yeah, I can show you how it's done. Plus, we'll be able to see you real easy out on the water. Are you going to buy a surfboard, or is this a... Oh, shit. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Wouldn't even enter, our, enter my mind to try and buy a surfboard, unless we walk by a stand and they're literally like a credit for, for a surfboard. <laughs> No, uh, we're we're gonna do the same kind of thing we've been pulling. Like we're gonna look for one that's unattended, and uh, it's, it's gonna be a snatch and grab. Just like try and grab it and run with it in the water is is what I imagine the plan is. All right. So <laughs> Hope looks around for a bit as he takes in his surroundings. Yeah. All right, Vashon, I need you over there. As he'll point towards the edge, Oswald. Now that it's serious, <laughs> I need you to run over and distract that vendor there. And All right. you can see he spends a little extra time looking at the surfers, uh -huh. looking at the boards, seeing that there's like a leg strap to it and that they, you know, they should float on their own. Uh, uh -huh. And you guys are kind of the edge of this pier here. Um, but he will tell you guys to go to your positions and get ready for you trying to distract him. How are you distracting oh, gosh. him? Uh, so what I imagine my go to is going to be is to go over and like pretend like I'm interested in making a purchase, but that I can't make up my mind of what I want. And so I'm going to be like asking him a bunch of like really dumb questions about what it what it is that they're selling, what my options are and what's better and what's not as good. And I imagine it's like it's going to it's going to become pretty obvious pretty quick that I'm not actually going to make a purchase <laughs> to see how long you can keep this going for then. Give me your bluff. Uh, Yeah, that is a straight roll as it always has been, as it probably always will be. Got a nine. So with a nine, this guy clocks you right off the bat as, oh, this kid's not buying anything. <laughs> right. And I'm just trying to get his attention, trying to like get him to like answer my questions. I don't care what he thinks. I just try to keep his attention. So with that, like you don't you're not able to keep him adequately distracted. So when you see Hobe break into a spring, <laughs> now you can see that Vashon where she's standing is on the door that leaves out of like the back area where the person would be standing in their booth. Mm -hmm. So she's standing right on the door that they would open to get out of. Okay. <laughs> he takes off at a full sprint as he reaches out and grabs one of the surfboards. Unable to keep this man distracted, he takes off as well to stop the thief, flinging open the door, slamming into Vashon. <laughs> I'll say, hey, wait on, wait. <laughs> <laughs> as the wail of a little girl hitting the floor and screaming causes the man to stop. Mm -hmm. As Ho will. And I'll think quick and say, you hit my sister. <laughs> Not even realizing how ridiculous that is, that she would be my sister. <laughs> the guy has that horrible moment where he's like, oh, God, I've hurt a child. 
wait, I'm being robbed. <laughs> and Hope is able to grab the surfboard, but he is not able to make the jump. Yeah, he's probably like carrying it like like sail-wise instead of like down under his arm like you're supposed so to. So instead of what would have been a very cool leap off the edge of the pier into the water, mm-hmm. is a very embarrassing hit the entire fence with the flat of a surfboard <laughs> and kind of flop over. Oh, no. He just goes tumbling off the pier with a surfboard that lands nearby to him. We'll give him his in check here. So he wasn't able to get the strap on to his arm in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn it, Hope. <laughs> you can see and hear him thrashing in the water below as he's trying to dog paddle himself towards the surfboard. Uh, with the tide kind of moving in, it's kind of coming back and forth. Uh-huh. We'll give him one more chance before he calls out for help. <laughs> As he keeps trying, he he ends up just reaching over and grabbing onto one of the pylons that come down from the pier into the water. Yeah, yeah. Leaving the surfboard kind of floating out a bit. Uh, okay, I'm looking around like a lifeguard ring, like some kind of flotation device that I can grab and start heading that way. Yeah, the surfboard's not too far away if you want to try to make that jump. I'd rather get in the water with a new floaty thing than try and go down in the water and try and get the floaty thing that's already there. There is a flotation device nearby specifically for these sort of circumstances. Okay. Uh, shit. So the question here is, Oswald grabs the the flotation device, right? And then he's got that split second of thinking about it, like, do I toss this second flotation device down to Hobe, or do I tuck this under my arm and jump in the water? (laughs) And then he's going to have that flash of guilt of, like, Hope jumped after me. I can't. I can't not do the same. Like he, he will never let me live it down if I just weakly, like a loser, toss this thing down for him. Yeah. Uh, go and give me your uh, jump check. Alrighty. Your acrobatics, as it were. Okay. Uh, boop. Total of nineteen. As the guy kind of yells after, like, "My God, kid, grab, <laughs> grab, grab onto something!" As you grab the flotation device and then run and jump off the edge of the pier as well. Mm-hmm. Vashon seems to disappear from sight as you plunge deep into the... At this place, it would actually be kind of cold water. Mm-hmm. was not planning on swimming today. <laughs> <laughs> but with a flotation device in hand, you pop directly back up to the surface. Huh? The 19th is more than good enough to land where you want in the water. Hope being clinging onto that pylon there uh-huh. means he's underneath the pier a little bit. Yeah. So like you have to jump past him, but you land very close to the surfboard. Cool. I will do my best to, like, hook an arm through, like, I mean, you said there was, like, straps or something, so. Yeah, there's a strap. Yeah, I'm just trying to, like, grab a hold of something that's attached to the surfboard. I'm not trying to attach myself to it. I'm trying to, like, drag it with me. And I'll, like, try and bring me and the flotation device I arrived with and this surfboard all towards Hobe as best I can. All right, go ahead and give me a swim check. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's no penalties to this so much as the fact is... You have enough flotation devices, you're not going to sink. Right. But you are far enough out that you're kind of being pulled by that tide. Yeah, can I make forward progress? Got a seven. (laughs) (laughs) Sooner I get that one rank and swim, the better. (laughs) You will begin drifting just a little further away. Yep. (laughs) I will start kicking harder. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead and give me another swim check. A seven again. (laughs) Yeah, the tide continues to pull at you. Occasionally, you can feel like kelp touch your leg, which, of course, is a little scary. Mm-hmm. You know, Now that you're in deeper waters, it is, what is it? Deeper waters, for some reason, feels very different than falling. Oh, yeah. There's a panic and feeling to the depths 
who knows how much distance there is to fall from where you are mm-hmm. if it weren't for these flotation devices. Yeah. And now I'm going to start realizing, like, oh, shit, I might be in more trouble than Hope. Yeah, Hope is holding on to that pylon as he's looking out at you and <laughs> with kind of a worried and panicked look. But there's definitely that, that feeling on his end of that having felt like he was almost drowning mm-hmm. that gives him that really makes it apparent that he's a kid. Yeah. But as you start to drift and mm. the pier gets a little smaller, <laughs> go ahead and give me your perception check. Okay. I probably have my rank okay. in my whiz. Total of 21. Yeah. Well, excellent. So as you are drifting away here, as you're looking about, the ocean is calm. Mm-hmm. You can see, you can hear the guy kind of yelling for yelling for help. You can see that there's a couple surfers further out mm-hmm. that seem to be kind of turning this direction, right? As sure. Look that way. But with the 21, you do notice as this pillar that's, that's close before you get to, out to the open ocean, mm-hmm. you will notice kind of a metallic glint in, in a large crack in this. Now, this part of this pillar isn't tied by bridges to the main part of Pauldron. Mm-hmm. There's no way to really get out to the very top part of it. Yeah. You can see on the very top of this thing, there's a small, basically, lighthouse. Okay. Automated lighthouse that kind of just lets people know this is. There's a big thing of rock here. Don't hit this. Yeah. There is a massive kind of almost looks like uh, the rock's been split or cut almost in a way huh. that from down here just looks a little odd, but you see like a metal glint at the top on the inside of it. Okay. I knowing now that Hobe is basically okay, like I was hoping to like be able to rescue him enough to get him out of the water, but he doesn't seem to be in any danger right now. So I'm definitely going to go check that out. Um, I guess I'm, I'm going to try and like... Now that I'm not like panicky and trying to like fight against the tide, I'm gonna try and calm down and hopefully take ten on my swim check if I can. Now that you're not fighting the tide, mm-hmm. the DC is five. Okay, cool. Then yeah, then that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try and just like kind of go with the with the current towards that, and just kind of like steer using my like half a raft of the surf. A couple gulls will fly by and screech at you as uh, small Karens dart amongst the water. Mm. And by small ones, I mean they're they're probably not bigger than like a finger. Okay. The fully adult ones can get up to horse size. Right. Out here in the ocean, close to the surface, it's a lot of the smaller ones. Okay. A couple of them might, like, take a small pinch at you or something, but... Sure. A single, like, foot kick is enough to scare them all away. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'll just steadily paddle out towards that towards that rock formation. Give me that swim check. Okay. 18. Yeah. Now that I'm not trying to save myself or somebody else and I'm just indulging in curiosity, it works fine. This is where you finally earned that one rank, is you... <laughs> starting to get the hang of this you have the you have the two floaties mm-hmm. you're, you're <laughs> kicking along it's a lot easier to deal with but you will start coming up close to those rocks you can see the water splashing against it you can see the many holes kind of dug into it from the current that have climbed up and down mm-hmm. and you can see small ones that are climbing out of the hole or going into it but if you're going to try to get up there there is a bit of a climb yep it's probably pretty rough water worn and whatnot yeah it's water worn down here at the bottom so the first check will be dc 10 but after that, it's DC5 because there are enough handholds. Okay. Uh, how high do I think am I going to have to climb eventually? Like, assuming I reach my goal. Uh, it's going to take three climb checks. So it's about 20 feet up. Okay. So that's high enough that I'm worried about just abandoning my flotation devices. As awkward as it is, I'm probably going to try and, like, I'll take the flotation which the flotation device, which I'm, again, imagining like a lifeguard ring. I'm going to try and, like, just mm-hmm. put an arm through that so it's, like, you know, like around my armpit or whatever. And I'm going to try and, like, tie that that strap from the surfboard. I'm going to try and tie that around my ankle. So that it's like dragging behind me. 
So at least I, I probably, I'm sure that's going to make it harder to climb, but at least that way, if I fall back in the water, I'll still have it is the hope. We'll add two to those climb checks then. Makes sense. <laughs> it'll be 10 for the first one because it's still in the water, but it'll be seven for the next two. Alrighty. And I do have a rank and climb. So let's do it. Okay. 16 on the first one. 16's a large enough success. We can skip one of those as you're able to quickly climb. Like you're able to find those handholds pretty easy. Mm -hmm. And this part, maybe, I don't know, maybe this part feels a little bit more fun, right? Like, yeah. you crawled out of the water, uh, you're clinging on the side of this rock, some of the gulls that are flying by are uh, squawking at you as <laughs> Karen kind of fall off as you brush them aside. Sure. Surfboard dangling from my foot. Surfboard's trying to come out of the water, and now it's, the weight's not fully on you yet. Right. All right. Uh, here's the second one. Uh, total of five. <laughs> Fucking surfboard. <laughs> not enough to drop you, but it is enough that you... Feel your hand starting to slip. Yeah. But you can give me another one. Okay. Try it again. Hey, there we go. Total of 20. Perfect. Uh, it takes a bit, and the wind catches the surfboard just a little bit to blow it as you get finally all the way up and out. Mm -hmm. But you're able to climb into this hole, uh, or at least into like what is the bottom part of Looking inside here, you can see small Karen kind of moving about on the ground. It feels like there's a fair amount of water in here, mm -hmm. uh, though you can't see it, but you can smell it. Okay. The small Karen Young, you can see their eggs tucked in the corner. What stands out here most notably is a Corleone body. Uh, mm. You can see where his head has been severed from the rest of him. The skin parched and dried out from the salt, but still moist from being close to the ocean. Huh? The uniform at this point is worn away enough from the Karen that are slowly picking at the flesh. You can't see where he came from, but he does wear a strange contraption on his back. Sitting next to him, there's a basin razor. So definitely the first time Oswald has seen a dead body before. So his, his blood runs cold and he just stops like, oh my God, holy shit, what do I do? Give me a perception check. Total of 11. Obviously, if it's dark enough in here, which it feels like it would be, I'd be, I'd be switching to dark vision. You definitely look around, you know, you can see all the little forms moving about. A few of them that come over and like pinch at your feet. Mm -hmm. Can't get through, aren't big enough or strong enough to get through basic shoes. Because mm -hmm. uh, I don't imagine you took your shoes off at all. No, probably not. I probably didn't take the time. <laughs> So with an 11, you get distracted a little bit by outside. You can hear a few people screaming out, are you there? Hello? Mm, okay. As you have that moment where you start to take a step and your leg will get stuck because the surfboard's stuck against the edge of the outside of the hole. I'd probably try and figure out like a way to like wedge the surfboard so that it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. As you're looking in here, this hollowed out part of the stone, Looking at it with dark vision, you can see there's a lot of scratches. There's cuts into the rock on the inside here. Mm -hmm. This whole area in here probably is about maybe like a 30-foot-wide cylinder by about 40 feet tall. Okay. So bigger than I was originally picturing. Okay. The rock didn't look that big from the outside, but then again, you were 20 feet down in the water. Right. Current day Oswald has ranks in heel, but I think 14-year-old Oswald probably doesn't yet. So this might be where that where that starts. So I think... I think what I would do is I'd go over to the body and I would like, even though he's clearly like beheaded, I'm still going to check to see if like, is there any possible way this dude could be alive? <laughs> go ahead and give me a heel check. Of course, with no ranks. And I got a six. I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> also does have that fun internal monologue. I think this man is dead <laughs> as you're looking at his head. Easily a foot and a half away from the rest of his right. body. There's no way somebody could survive this. And I'm starting to like joke with myself so that I feel a little better about being like, you know, like in the middle of the ocean, stuck in a room with a dead body. <laughs> so I think I would I would look around some more and try and figure out like, okay, what what happened here? Like you don't just fall down and your head rolls off. So 
<laughs> something beheaded him, and I'm curious what that might be, and if whatever it is is still here. <laughs> so I'm I'm just like starting to think like maybe there's like a really big Karen in here or some or something like that that it like that I need to be worried about. And as 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 I'm thinking about that, I might like nervously reach over and grab the basin razor and just like have that in my hand as I'm trying to look around. <laughs> Probably first time like holding such a thing, so yeah, I might have helped chop vegetables in the kitchen for mom or something in the past, but this is this is definitely the first time I picked up a weapon, so a knife that's meant to hurt people. As you pick up the weapon, you can hear the slick sound of metal sharpening as it kind of echoes in this small crevice that you're in. I think my instinct is to try and be as quiet as possible. I just I would just freeze and and just wait until I hear it again and try and get a sense of like what it is I'm hearing. Staying as still as you can, the form above you starts to uncoil. Bladed pinions extend from the wings that fill the cavern you're in. A metallic head with ribbons of silver framing it comes closer. The long tail, extending from the rest of what almost looks like the top half of a humanoid body, but the long tail from it reminds you of centipedes. (laughs) The metal overlapping, one against another, as small legs grip onto the walls. The metal feathers easily slide into the stone around you, as you find yourself surrounded by this gigantic metallic being. Her face is reflected back in the smooth, eyeless silver form that takes the spot of where a face should be. Its voice is not dangerous so much as confused, even a little curious, as it echoes out in your head, Who? <laughs> so Oswald is terrified, um, and he's probably trying to figure out, like, is this some kind of crazy advanced android assassin hiding out in the ocean, or is this something else? <laughs> You put this creature basically as large as your house. He's never heard of anything like this before. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, androids are androids. Like, it's at least theoretically possible that you could build one to be as big of a house. Mm-hmm. So, I'm Oswald. Who are you? I think I would probably say that out loud, even though I heard the voice in my head. <laughs> yeah, in the background, you can still hear people calling out, Is that a sport? <laughs> The smooth silver form continues to stare at you as you say your name out loud. Why? Oswald is just... <laughs> he's trying to figure out, like, how to deal with this situation. I think he, he, and he's thinking about, like, he doesn't really have a good reason for why. You know, because he's p- pretty sure he's at, that whatever this is asking him, like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And so as he thinks about, like, I don't have a good reason, it's like, I wanted to see. And I, I think he maybe would venture a question, even like totally not like not even tracking on the fact that he already asked a question that did not get answered. He'd probably <laughs> still be asking a question <laughs> as though he's having a conversation and say, do you live here? The skittering of metallic limbs is all around you as it readjusts itself a little bit more. Yes. Oh, did you kill him? I'll kind of point. <laughs> Oswald's heart is just like thumping in his chest. <laughs> Without looking at the corpse... The large creature uh, responds in your head, yes. Are you going to kill me? The reflective face will get so close that you can see your own breath kind of pushing on it. Mm -hmm. Are you going to tell anyone? Oh, no, of course not. (laughs) He he easily says, (laughs) not even thinking about how hard it might actually be to follow through on that. Yeah, there's a shift in the giant metallic body. The feathers pull out a little bit from the stone, though still using the stone to brace itself. This is my secret home. Okay, I I can keep a secret. I'm starting to feel like, oh, maybe I'm going to live. <laughs> the form watches you for a bit before settling back into a position 
which conveys acceptance. It no longer looks like it's worried about you. Okay. Children shouldn't be here. <laughs> and I'll have that brief moment where I want to say, I'm not a child. And then I'll like, I'll catch myself saying, that is not what I should say right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong objection to make right now. I kind of made me want to be perceived as a child in this moment. <laughs> Even children find their own path. Keep this feather as long as you keep that secret. You'll see a set of the centipede-like legs extract itself from the body that it was attached to. It'll begin crawling up the host body before it takes out one of the back feathers towards the base of the wing. It'll drop that to the ground next to the body of the dead Corleone. Okay. And these are these are made of metal, right? These feathers? Correct. The one that she drops is mm, probably about the length of your forearm as a 14-year-old. <sighs> okay. It feels almost impossibly light, but you can feel along the edge of it that it's sharp enough to cut your skin if you touch it too long. Okay, thinking about where I can hide this thing. She'll motion towards the body now. Take this out. What do I call you? <laughs> do you even have a name? <laughs> the centipede form pulls itself up along the roof again as the wings spread out to kind of cover and stick into the stone that pins it back up to the roof in a way that you couldn't really recognize before. Mm-hmm. As you're pulling on this body a bit to get out of this, the whispered voice that passes through the wind in here will only resound in your head. Tali. Okay, Tali, this will be our little secret. <laughs> I have, as 14-year-old Oswald, I have no freaking clue who Tali is. Yeah, as you're pulling the body, uh, go and give me a perception. Okay. Total of 22. You can see the quick-release cables on the back of this strange contraption. You think you've heard of them before? Key draw mining gear. But you've I'm, never seen it. Right. But that 22 isn't for that. So much it is for noticing the four sets of eyes that open on the ground that you're standing on. <laughs> the massive Karen shell made all the more apparent that this easily is three times, four times larger than the biggest one that you've ever heard of. Oh the my. eyes will blink <laughs> as you begin to drag away this body that its children have been feeding on. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Uh, so, all right. So if I'm already dragging the body, thinking like, so thinking through this, Oswald's going to react quick and his initial reaction is going to be trying to like just, grab a hold of the body and like try and just drag and run as quickly as he can out the entrance. But if I'm already moving the body, then I had to have done something with the feather that was in my hand. So I had to have stashed that somewhere because I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be trying to move this body with just one hand. I, <clears throat> my backpack is the best place to put something that is that big, but I think I'd be worried that it'd be discovered. So I think I'd be trying to figure out some way to like, I don't know, attach a cord to it or something and loop it around my neck and like hide it under my clothes. But I don't, I don't know if there's something like that around that I can use. I, I, you know what? I, there is, there's the strap from the surfboard. So I would, I would take the mm-hmm. basin razor. I'd go over the surfboard. I'd cut that strap off and I'd use that to fashion like a really, you know, goofy little loop and put that around my neck and hide the feather under my, under my shirt. Yeah. Easy enough to do. Yeah. As the large form begins shifting, you'd see one of its many claws. Uh, start to come out as it's reaching for the body. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and move faster than this thing. <laughs> I still don't want Tali to kill me, and the only thing Tali asked of me, the only two things, was keep this secret and take this thing out of here. So I'm still worried that Tali might change their mind if I don't follow through on that. So I'm gonna try and like rip this thing as best I can and just heave it out. Yeah, go and give me a reflex save as the large claw begins to descend towards your direction. Okay. 
Total of six. <laughs> not not this time. <laughs> so this is probably the first time that Oswald actually takes some damage. As he's pulling as hard as he can on this body, as he's chopped off the part of the surfboard, with the reflex save failed, the surfboard will go falling out of the hole, mm-hmm. as will Oswald mm-hmm. and the top half of this Corley. <laughs> so as you're holding on to a headless torso. Oh, God. As blood and intestines come spilling down around the side of you as you leave the back half of them mm-hmm. there, as you hear the clacking of Karin as they all skitter to attack the fresh viscera that's now exposed for them. Mm-hmm. You will find yourself falling 20 feet down into cold and thrashing waters near the rocks. Oh, God. <laughs> so you have a flotation device around your arm. The surfboard is on its own trajectory. Yeah. No longer being held by you or anything else. It blows a little bit in the wind. Yeah, if I interact with that surfboard again at this point, it'll be pure luck. Uh, yeah, uh, I imagine I'm, I'm, I'm like reflexive, like gripping onto this torso with all its straps and whatnot on it, like. Because I'm just trying to hold on to the to a thing as I'm just like and hit the water and and then we'll just see what floats and what doesn't. (laughs) So the the next part is a little bit, of course, traumatic for Oswald. Amongst blood as the water turns red. You do notice that not all this blood is the torsos. Mm. Uh, There's a big section of your pants that is cut. Okay. That there's blood coming out of your leg. Uh, But this torso does float for the time being. (laughs) Okay. But there are enough surfers nearby that were looking for you mm. that they're able to pull to their own nausea and disgust as they yeah. swim through now purple and red waters uh, to get to a scared little boy mm-hmm. who is currently holding on to 40% <laughs> of a person. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, most of a dude's like, no, it's slightly less than most, isn't it? <laughs> I'm probably like chatter, like teeth chattering and like I'm I'm halfway in nervous shock and just... I'm just, like, gripping on to, like, anything I can. <laughs> the surfers are able to bring you back close enough to the pier that they can lower down hooks and ropes and they can help pull you up. Caught in that panic death grip as you're avoiding drowning and falling into those abysmal depths mm-hmm. that the ocean gives, uh, you are still somewhat attached to this torso. Yeah, I imagine it would have, like, hooked a, a wrist or a hand, like, through some straps if I could. <laughs> Hobe and Bashan come running up to you to give you a hug to... Oh my God, we're so worried. <laughs> As Hope is, Hope is like, damn it, Oswald, what are you doing? <laughs> Before they'll kind of like look at their own clothes covered in blood right. and seawater. They're like, oh, we're going to be in so much trouble. As the surfboard owner that that Hope had rot- stolen from <laughs> is like, uh-huh. kids, calling your parents. <laughs> Your age comp doesn't work. I figured at this point. I, I, was, I was thinking earlier when we first took a swim, it's like, oh, we're about to find out if age comps are waterproof, and now we're really going to find out. The surfboard owner will make a call and, hi, is this... Yeah, it's, and it's all at that moment, like, he doesn't know your name. He doesn't know her. Like, <laughs> yeah, are you the mom of a very wet illican? <laughs> yeah, which you'll also get confused when an android answers. And Yeah, meanwhile, I'm just, like, looking at... Hobe and Vashon, like, really wishing I could share the secret with them, but knowing that I can't. We would end this scene as you're sitting there covered in, you know, now just, you know, as I, maybe it hasn't all sunk in yet as Oswald's a bit bloodstained, a bit waterlogged, mm-hmm. as Hobe and Vashon are sitting next to you trying to, trying to just be supportive, trying to be a friend. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, like, gripping my leg where, where I got cut or sliced or whatever, and and trying to reassure them, like, it's okay. I'm I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> the surfboard owner will take the, the basic first aid kit, at least patch up and, like, 
Like, oh, you cut yourself pretty bad on those rocks, kid. <laughs> I will say. <laughs> Before people will kind of clear out, it's going to take probably about 30, 40 minutes for Mary to get here. Yeah. The surfboard owner is kind of at his shop, but also you guys are at the very end of the pier, so he's just kind of like watching you kids. In this shuffling time, Hobe, you would notice that Hobe has a backpack that he didn't have before. Okay. And the torso doesn't have one. <laughs> okay. As finally, we get to the Mary and David as they are both walking down the planks of the lower city. <laughs> it feels odd with how sunny it is and that it's still your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a part of your brain that goes to, I wonder if they were built that way or if they got that installed because they just feel disappointed, worried, and upset. <laughs> right, they're somehow exuding that. <laughs> Before any of that comes into play, they rush over to hug you and hold you. Yeah, I'll stand up and, and hug them back. Oh, <laughs> oh there, kiddo. What have you been up to? And I'll look back at Vashon and Hobe and say, well, we, we went for a swim. Yeah, Mary stares at you long enough to be like, I bet you did. <laughs> and you, and she'll point at Vashon and Hobe. Your parents are going to be pissed. No, no, no. They they had nothing to do with it, Mom. Like they were just following me. They wouldn't. Even, they wouldn't even be down here if it wasn't for me. You know that. Go ahead and give me that bluff check. And she looks at you and like, oh, we know that. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, total of five on the bluff. <laughs> You've never known your parents like pinch your ear or anything, but the hug they're giving doesn't carry as much love as you think it should. It's about 70% love instead of 100% love. <laughs> you seem to be able to walk so much faster when they're holding you and moving you towards the <laughs> towards the checkpoint. I'll look back and wave at Hobe and Vashon and say, I'll call you later, I, I think. They'll follow after because you're kind of their, their way out of here, especially with two, grown, two grown-ups they trust and know. So they'll follow along and... I hope he takes off in a full sprint. Okay. Uh, Vashon, though, looks a little bit more embarrassed as waiting at the top with Arshik is mom, dad, yeah. all six siblings. <laughs> the blush comes through all the way <laughs> as all six siblings are ready with a ooh. <laughs> we'll end on that as for a birthday, <laughs> there's just the double point to your room and the first time that Oswald has been grounded. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. As always, a special thanks to Nylor for the music. Both the intro and outro are Bushweek, and the song used in the city was Freedom to Speak. Okay, thanks. Bye!